Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best free fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. Also hosted by ThriveFantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB and you will get a free $20 when you make your first deposit of $20 or more. That is Thrive Fantasy. If you like prop betting, you like daily fantasy, they match those up. Use that promo code WTB. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it was a depressing week in the NBA, I think. Uh, it was a depressing, long – this week for uh, all sectors of life, I, I believe. Um, it, it, and I don't know. I, 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 I barely got through last week. I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, our – our worst fears have come to fruition. I'm not, I'm not talking about insurrection. I'm talking about the culmination of COVID um, taking its toll on what kind of started out as a semi-normal fantasy basketball week. We were only in uh, week three, and this season kind of was, you know, rolling as it normally does. Um, and then this week, injuries and COVID hit. Um, and it's been a crapshoot all of week three, and I and I hate to break it to everybody, but we've been we've been banging this gong since the beginning. That you gotta, you know, we we suggested expanding that bench, having more IR spots, and switching over to Roto. And something you were kind of saying earlier uh, before the show, if you're in a weekly lock league, I don't I don't know how you're doing. I don't know. I don't even know what you're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel bad for anybody in a weekly lock league because, I mean, things change so fast. And you almost have to have, like, midweek switches put in, which is, like, not the easiest thing to do on some systems, I know, but, like, allow people to kind of change their roster up in the middle of the week. Because, I mean, just look at last week, like, from Monday when the roster set, you know, by Tuesday morning, three of your players can be out, and by Friday you can have no one left. Yeah. I mean, and that's actually, I mean, I think that's probably happened to somebody this week. There was so much that, uh, that happened. Um, basically, the entire Philadelphia 76ers uh, lineup went out. Uh, they didn't even play the Boston Heat game on uh, Sunday. Um, and the, I guess the good thing is, I guess the good thing, there's not a lot, I don't know if there's a lot of good here. Oh, you want to talk about the best thing of the – of this week, if you still can count this, because it's actually for next week. Sure, let's hear it. There's going to be the return of a unicorn tomorrow on Monday when you're oh. listening to this, probably. Well, shout out to anybody who drafted uh, Chris Hasporzingis, because it sounds like uh, Tyler, who is in the know, who's in the uh, hiding out in the Dallas locker room, um, he has some inside information. Porzingis will be back um, apparently very soon. So that's positive. Uh, but there were more injuries this week. And then COVID decimating teams, decimating lineups. I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm going to – I have a couple leagues where I'm losing this week because simply because some of my better players didn't – they just didn't play. They weren't – half of my squad didn't play. And if you lose 
you know, eight or nine games off of what you were expected to play and you don't have the ability to, um, you know, replace those games and the other team and the other team that you're playing, the other, the manager that you're, that you're playing has their, all their games. They're probably going to win the week almost every single time. It just comes down to a, to a math problem at that point. So if you can, if you are still able to, um, I would make sure rosters do not lock until, uh, the beginning of beginning of the games, I would uh, change uh, the weekly lock into a daily lock. Um, I would push for more pickups during the week. Um, I, I mean, I would change the rules of my league if I'm in a head-to-head league. Period. Yeah, and I think that's what you got to do. I mean, and you mentioned all the things. Then there's so many, and I think like many things in life, right? We're just going to try to get through this this year. And that's really what they're trying to do is just push until they can get through it. And then, you know, they're, they're hoping that next year is kind of some semblance of normal. Yeah. My, my only advice is that we're all like, everybody's in the same boat. We're all technically in this together. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be hard to be one of those teams that like steamrolls and wins eight zero every week or wins, you know, six two every week. Like, you're going to lose weeks. Like you got to just accept that. Back. But I, I also think you might win some, you might lose some. Right. Um, we, we did say at the beginning uh, before the, the season started, I am not terribly worried about um, drafting guys from the same team. Um, I might go back on that statement a little bit. If I, if I have more than two players um, from one team, I would look to diversify my team. Um, I, Cause I, this, these protocols are, basically almost week-long devastating events that could really lose you week. But I think you're going to win some weeks and you're going to lose some weeks. And I think everyone's going to be impacted by this in one way or another uh, throughout the season. So like if you got hit hard this week, which I did just know that, you know, you know, sometime during the the next five, six weeks, you're probably going to benefit from it. Um, And also like people's lives are at stake. So uh, be cool, I guess, and realize, you know, this is a weird year. We always knew that was going to be try to enjoy yourself playing fantasy basketball. That's, that's really all you can ask for. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, there was just more, I mean, I guess sad, devastating news uh, through, throughout, the, uh, throughout the week. Uh, Markel Fultz was, um, I, I believe he is out for the season. He tore his ACL and uh, Thomas Bryant tore his ACL as well. He'll be out for the season. I mean, this is like, these are both two young uh, guys who like certainly like, especially what Marco Fultz has gone through already being in the, barely being in the league. This is being his like what fourth year in the league, I think. Um, and it looked like he was putting it together. He had, his shot was down, whatever that was, his rookie year had gone. And uh, to, you know, have a kind of a devastating injury, especially for a point guard. It's, um, it's really sad. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, it was one of those ones like the ACL thing, right? It always kind of sneaks up on you and you uh, never really see it coming. And so um, I feel bad for it for Markel, obviously, because you mentioned it, man, that guy, man, he just can't catch a break. Kenny. No, I mean, I, I really did like him. I, and I think, as you saw, he was standardly relevant this year. He looked pretty good. It looked like he was uh, improving, even though he was like, I mean, still, I think he was 
had some really good games, had some uh, mediocre games, but like you don't want to see anybody out. Um, <laughs> for having a hopefully not a career affecting injury, but to have a season ending injury is super depressing. Uh, looking at Orlando, right? Um, you know, they're starting Cole Anthony at, at guard. Uh, Dwayne Bacon's getting some more time. You know, Evan Fournier is still out. Um, I mean, that team's riddled with injuries at, at this point. Uh, when Michael Carter Williams, uh, I think he'll be back sooner or later. You don't know if he's going to get more minutes. Um, I'm not really sure if it, benefit, it benefits anyone that I really like on this team, you know, if, if that makes any sense. Like, so, T- Terrence Ross might get some more minutes, and he should be rostered in the league. But other than that, like, I don't know who's really replacing Marco Fultz as a go-to point guard. No, then that's kind of the problem is they probably don't have a real go-to creator, and that's going to maybe have a little bit of a negative effect on, on Nikola Vucevic, perhaps. Um, Terrence Ross, you mentioned it. I, I actually really like Terrence Ross. I think Terrence Ross is a guy that more people should pick up and hold in all leagues. Just Terrence Ross is good. And I think he's always kind of underrated. So him playing, you know, over 30 minutes for, for the first time in his career um, could actually be, be good if that happens. I also think Cole Anthony in, in leagues where you don't care about your percentages, and I think the free throw percentage is going to be good, but the field goal percentage is going to be one of the worst maybe. Like he's going to be under 40%, I think. Um, I think he can be a guy. He's a good rebounding point guard. So he could be a guy who gets you, like, if he's playing 30 minutes a game, which is a big if, but they don't really have anyone who's even a point guard left. Um, I could see him being, like, a guy who gives you five rebounds and five assists, which okay. is definitely someone you probably want to stream almost every time they're playing if you can handle his field goal percentage hit, which is going to be not a ton of volume, but some decent volume and a very bad percentage. Yeah, at the very at the very least, that's at least streamable because the minutes will be there, right? But um, like being someone that you should probably go put up on your bench right now, drop somebody for. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Um, we know that there's injuries, and we talked about the Detroit injuries. Uh, Delon Wright getting the bulk of the minutes now in um, in Detroit. Uh, Delon Wright, not that terribly exciting, but a good a good steal streamer. So, like, if you're looking for st- streaming some assists, or sorry, assist and steals, yeah, actually, um, he's going to get you that. But he doesn't do a whole a whole lot else. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and then the uh, Thomas Bryant killed me. I I was big on Thomas Bryant this year. I was looking forward to him kind of having a breakout year. And so I'm, I'm hurt in a quite a few leagues. Um, it's, it's, um, I'm devastated anyway. I, I, I'm pretty upset about it. And once again, it's not like, uh, so like, you know, Orlando could really use like Tyrese Halliburton on their bench because he could just slide in and, um, you know, play point guard and be really good and be a standard league relevant. Like Tyrese Halliburton is standard league relevant coming off the bench right now. Um, and same with Washington. There's really no one there who's going to like just immediately step in. Here's the crazy part: five like, minutes a night. You know, their only other real center, in my opinion, is Robin Lopez. And 
Robin Lopez, I don't think is going to play anywhere near 30 minutes a game. So like, are the wizards going to play the majority of their game? Like super small because like, I mean, looking at their roster, like, yeah, it's like Rui Hachimura, the backup five is Mo Wagner. Yeah. Like Mo Wagner is he, he's not really a center. And you saw how they handled that game. Like I know Westbrook, like, once again, Westbrook was out. But, like, Westbrook is a crazy rebounder. So, it's like the, they could figure out the rebounding there. They could go kind of super small. You get Westbrook uh, and Beal going at it, right? And then what? who – who? no one's going to come in and take that the, like the, that 30 minutes, right? So, it's not – is it going to be, like, Robin Lopez and Mo Wagner kind of rotating in and out? Does that mean anything for standard league teams? Maybe in streaming, but, like – not really. Uh, maybe Denny uh, – oh, I get his name wrong. Denny Abgia? Tyler, you got to help me out here. Come on, Michael. You can read. You can read. You got this. So I'm, I'm from uh, – I am originally of from the, Central uh, Illinois. The, and uh, it is hard for me to speak the, the regular King's English, let alone – uh, pronounce uh, names. Uh, I should work on that, obviously. Denny, Avdia. I I feel like they don't have a choice but to play that guy a little bit more and he t- take on more of a role. But then, like, doesn't this give just even more green light to Westbrook and Beal to just, like, pound the ball into the ground and never pass the ball to anybody ever again? Well, and Beal's out, right? Beal's out for the next two weeks. Yeah, that's true. And Westbrook's not playing back-to-backs? Is that the story there? So, I mean, there's going to be some games where... I mean, we just saw one against the Heat, right? Like, Raul Neto got nine shots, and Avdia got 20 points, and, you know, Hachimura took his shots, and Ishmith took his shots. Like, they're, they're the perfect team where, like, this is a, a watch this space team. Like Ishmith is a guy to pick up, I think, if if Westbrook's out right now. I would I, rather have Ishmith than Neto I in think, that situation. Yeah, I think this is a good team to say, hey, I'm gonna stream people off this team, right? But my problem is it feels like it's gonna be a coin flip every night. Is Raul Raul Neto getting all the, the minutes? Is it gonna be Ishmith? Is Garrison Matthews gonna play more? Uh, is Mo Wagner getting 30 minutes tonight, or is it just going to be 20 with Robin Lopez and 20 with him? Uh, is Denny and Ryu going to carry the bulk of the load of the uh, of the offense, or is suddenly Jerome Robinson going to come out of nowhere? I don't think day to day. Was this Jerome tell Robinson's like on. first good game since being a lottery pick? I believe so. Um, and obviously he got dumped. He was a lottery pick by the Clippers, right? Got dumped by them, and now he's on Washington. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that, that it could be a bit of a headache. And I don't know, man. This team's just going to be – it's going to be a team to watch, I think, over the next couple of games too because that center situation – honestly, what they really probably need to do is make a move. I don't know if they're going to do it. I Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they are going to do it because like, I think they're totally fine losing every single game this year. And that's what I mean. And, like, I, I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to play a lot of small ball, I think, to, to have any success. And, and maybe they don't want to. Yeah, I, I guess 
Davis Bertrands? Like, is that is that the is that the best fantasy player on this team without Beal and Westbrook? Maybe, yeah, maybe. But I don't know, man. He hasn't been getting a ton of minutes. No, he's still on that minutes restriction. It seems. That's what I mean, and he's been on that minutes restriction for what two weeks now already? Oh, a damn while. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. Not that team. That team's uh, a head scratcher for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a super crap shoot there. And I think that's, to me, going into week four, the team that, one, I can't figure out, two, has the most volatility, and three, could, at the very least, produce at least someone off the waiver wire who's going to get 30-plus minutes. Uh, but, like, every week, is, I think it's going to be like this with um, the COVID protocols – uh, put ensuring um, that people who were exposed to other people are sitting out and isolating. Um, th- these guys are taking tests every day. The, uh, the key here is you're going to have to really, really, really pay attention every single day if you want to get the edge. So going into week four, like expect what happened in week three to happen in week four and week five and week six. Uh, I think, I mean, I think that's all, the all the advice and the best advice I could possibly give moving moving forward. I mean, what about you, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I think everything is a in in fantasy basketball this year. You can't be a, a set it and forget it type guy. And I think that's some of the changes some people are going to have to make. Like, you can't set your lineup the night before or all for all next week and just go. Oh, I'm not going to look at this till next Sunday. Yeah, that's just, that just you just can't do it this year and. Yep. You know what I mean? And um, we finally get a strange schedule week coming up that you could actually take advantage of. But the Sixers are the one of the teams that, that play all the games. And so it got increasingly more difficult to even take advantage of that. Yeah. And you're certainly probably – like even if you pay attention, it's not like you're going to get super lucky by picking up Tyrese Maxey and getting his, like, you know, 39-point game or whatever. Um, but – at the very least, you can pay attention, see when players are out, and take a chance on somebody like Tyrese Maxey, who got 39 points, and now you can maybe stream him or maybe just ride him while these guys uh, are out. Um, I think I would do that. I'd pick him up and see see what happens. Um, going into week four, like you're saying, the Sixers are a team that plays five times. Uh, a very rare five-game week from the Pacers and the Sixers uh, the T-Wolves are only playing twice, so kind of a weird week. I don't think I've ever seen a week where two teams play five times and one team plays twice, but here we are in a very weird year. Uh, other than that, it's pretty balanced, Wednesday and Friday being the big nights, um, 10 games each on one of those, and everything else is about is, is about seven, uh, except for Thursday, which is only five games, the primetime games on Thursday. Tyler. You have once again written a fantastic article on hashtag basketball.com. The week for schedule. Tyler writes these every single week. So go to hashtag basketball.com right now. We're going to be talking about that article. <sighs> Other than COVID, which you do address here, and um, the return of Carl Anthony Towns and Kevin Durant, which both um, went pretty, pretty well. Uh, going into week four, you know, wh- what, are you, what are you looking at? Well, I mean, I think the teams with the biggest COVID issues are, are obviously the ones to watch right now, right? And that's the Sixers, the Celtics. Dallas has four players out with it. 
Um, who the heat, knows the heat now? The heat. Who knows what team is going to be next? I mean, like you can look at the NBA's official injury report, and every day, like normally, each team has like maybe one or two players on there. You know, some teams don't have any at all. You look at the thing now, and it is an absolute monster. Um, every team's got some right. Your Bulls have what five guys in the four guys in the protocol still, and that's yeah. been. That's been how long for marketing now? Like two weeks? It's been the better part of the week, yet the Bulls are like uh, winning games and competing, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. Well, and here's here's the craziest one that I've seen so far this year. It's Michael Porter Jr., who did the 10 days, and then on the day he was supposed to come back, and the Denver Post was even reporting he was going to play in that Thursday game against Dallas, and then all of a sudden he had to do another 10 to 14 days. So either he – tested positive at the end of his quarantine or I don't know what happened there. Like, I don't, I'm not going to speculate on that. I don't yeah, really it could have just been like he was quarantining because of exposure. And then he, that was about to be done. And then he tested positive and now he actually has to quarantine because he has COVID, you know? Yeah. But like, so I guess my point in saying that point about Michael Porter Jr. is like even these guys that are supposed to come back in, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, Kevin Durant did the short one, right? Kevin Durant was only out like basically for one week. Suspicious. Um, some of these guys are going to miss longer, man. Some of these guys might miss two weeks, the better part of a month. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So you got to adapt and you got to adjust and you got to throw some people on your – your IR and, and get with new people. And, and the ones that scare me are all these ones that just say personal reasons. You got Kyrie Irving doing the personal reasons and you had DeMar DeRozan out tomorrow for personal reasons. And you got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid thing in that Sixers game this weekend. Um, that That scares me. Just yeah, and I, and I don't even know if that's, like, COVID-related or not COVID-related or if it's just, like, hey, we have people out due to COVID. There's no reason to play our starter um, with, the, with, the te- with the rest of the team that we're going to probably lose because there's a bunch of scrubs and then Joel Embiid. Like, what's the, what's the point of wasting his, like, energy – on having him go, which you could also start seeing that more. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't know if there's anything you can do about it other than, you know, petition for uh, more waiver wire pickups during the week with your, with your league um, change, you know, add bench spots, add IR spots. Um, but like pay attention to who's out, you know, Larry Markin has been out. Pat Williams has been playing. Um, he's getting a lot of steals. Like, so, you know, he's not like a guy I, I think I want rostered. But he had a really good game against the uh, the Clippers. He had four steals against the Lakers. Those teams aren't uh, bad teams. Uh, this is someone who looks like he could be good moving uh, forward in the future, maybe even halfway through the season. Um, but Pat Williams, like, you knew he was going to start. Like, you knew with Larry marking it out, he was already starting off and on. But you knew the minutes would be up, and he played 34 minutes, 35 minutes in the two LA games. So you knew those minutes were going to be up because of who was out. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to figure out who's going to be getting the minutes with those players out. And we're going to try to, like, you know, give you that advice while we're here, right, Tyler? But it sometimes, like with Washington, 
It's going to be a crapshoot. Well, and, and other times too, like the, the news a lot of times has been, I won't say it hasn't been breaking super late, but like a lot of times the news, you know, comes down at, at you know, three, four o'clock for a seven o'clock game that this person's out tonight. And so you got to be on your toes and making a, a snap decision or, you know, a decision within a couple hours of what you're going to do. And the, the, when, with the teams getting like three, four guys taken out, it gets even crazier. Cause it's like, Oh man, now this coach has to play. He has to choose between all the bench guys he hasn't been playing, which one he's going to play a lot of minutes. <laughs> yeah. Could be anybody. Right. And I think too, in, in like in that wizard situation, I think you're going to see just a lot of ride the hot hands. Oh, Ishmael's having a good game. He made a couple baskets at the beginning. I'll just ride him and let Neto only play 10 minutes tonight. Oh, Neto made the good, you know, made the two threes at the beginning. I'm going to ride him tonight. Um, that I think you'll see that a lot more. Just ride, just ride someone who's doing something. Yeah, and, and that's good for like building talent on your teams, right? You know, getting some of the younger players out there. But for fantasy, man, this is it's it's just going to be probably infuriating and probably very very difficult. So, you know, Dude, like I did something saying, on this week four schedule preview that I don't know that I've ever done. This was in first. We had a first. Let I've done this it. article for like what three years now? Four? I can't tell you how many. A long time. Too yeah. long. Um, I recommended a guy in the top ten pickups that was zero percent owned. I I don't think I've ever seen that, but it of course is a Philadelphia 76er. Um, I mean, like you're saying, these are the obvious ones. Tyrese Maxey had a great game. He's probably going to play. Dwight Howard um, is going to play more. Uh, but tell me about Dakota Mathias. Okay, so this guy is a, a point guard, but maybe, but maybe not a point guard, okay. um, which is fun. I like that. I like that about him. Um, yeah, most players are now point guards, but not a point guard. Um. He has had some success. He's played in the G League. He's played some international basketball. Um, last year in the G League for the Texas Legend, he averaged almost five rebounds a game, uh, three assists, a steal, and 18.1 points. And he shot 40% from three-point range, just about on three, and he made three and a half threes a game. Mm. All that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. And if you're – I mean – if he's going to get the minutes to go be out there, he's going to do something. Right. And so if you're looking for, I mean, if you're in a deep league and you're looking for a guy who can get you, you know, 10, 12 points, get you like, you know, four rebounds, four assists and a steal. That might be what he can do for this week, especially if all their players are going to stay out. Yeah, that's worth, that is worth a, uh, at, at the very least a pickup if you're in a super, super, super deep league. Um, and it's hard to find anybody who's going to get that type of minutes in a deep league. Always. It's always hard to get to find those guys. Right. And even in like, I'm not even talking like a super deep league, even like a 14 team league. He might literally be the best person on your waiver wire for this week. He's playing five times. If he's going to play minutes in all those, he's going to play 30 minutes in all those games. There might be no one better on your waiver wire. That's a pretty good one. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a deep, deep cut. Well, and here's the other thing about the Sixers, too. They played two back-to-backs, I believe. Yes, sir. Uh, both the Pacers and the Sixers have that Monday, Tuesday back-to-back, the coveted get a pickup, get two games, and get out. Uh, but they also have the Tuesday, Thursday. So you you get Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday's they a have, low, low day. They're, 
those those two teams are on every good day. The two yeah. big days are the, two, the only two days they don't play. Ooh, those are the teams that you got to go after. All right. So every day this week, if you're looking like oh, if you're Saturday, league, Sunday too, because they're the that's what I mean. Yeah. If your league limits pickups, you want to pick up four. You want to first. You want to see who's playing for the Sixers and the Pacers on Monday. <laughs> then you want to pick up someone you think is going to play for them because you can literally keep that person all week and just keep streaming them in your lineup. Put 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 them in your lineup. You get one pickup. Get literally five games out of it. Why not? I mean, that's. I mean, those stats add up. We've always said it's it's going to be about math, and especially when it comes down to these weird COVID weeks where people are going to be out. You're getting the games. You're getting the games. Right, and you know you might win on literally. You might win on the fifty points total that Dakota Mathias scores you this week. If he can score ten, an average of ten of every game, and he gets fifty points. That that's probably going to be the difference between your points category and his. Yeah, I, I honestly I wouldn't doubt it at all. Um, going into, I mean, we're we're not even into week four, and it's going to be a wild all week. And usually, we look ahead to week five, even though we're in week four, seeing if we can get an extra game, um, you know, into Sunday Monday. Um, there are some teams, the Cavs the Mavs, the Knicks, uh, the Bulls, and, and the Wizards who have a Sunday, Monday, back-to-back. I guess if it's possible, go for it. Like, go for your Sunday, Monday extra game. Uh, every extra game you can get any week. But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be looking too far ahead when I don't know who's going to be playing from day to day. I'm with you there. I guess this this was more for once it gets to Sunday, if you're looking. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, and, it's incredibly helpful. Right. And, I, I mean, I think in some cases now we're looking more at the teams than we're looking at the players in this article. Like, I wouldn't be super staring at the players going, okay, well, I'm going to pick up this person. I'm going to pick up that person. Because I can't name every player on every team that's not on a 50% league. Like, I also have no idea. I mean, this, this article a lot of times is written on Friday. Sometimes I have no idea who's going to be getting the opportunity on Friday for next Monday, even. You know what I mean? Not, not, and that goes all, this article goes all the way till the next Sunday. So over a week, you know, so you got to really just look at the teams, concentrate on the teams. Okay, you know, these teams are playing five times. I'm going to target players from those teams. Oh, I want to get an extra game on Sunday that the kid person plays on Monday too. I'm going to target these four teams. That's more, I think, how you have to use the article this year. In a normal year, this article, you know, the players matter. I'm not sure that they do as much this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, li- I like that tactic. I like that shift in, um, in philosophy, Tyler. Uh, it's an excellent article. Uh, Tyler does this every week. Hashtag basketball.com is where it's published. But also, you can probably find it if, you know, if Tyler links his articles on Twitter – like a like a like a good hashtag uh, basketball ambassador, um, you can follow Tyler on Twitter and find those articles as well. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts, and you can find me at Watch the Boxes. I hopefully you're prepared for Week Four as much as you could be prepared for Week Four. Um, it's going to be a mess, so 
Um, we're probably going to try to get you uh, regular updates throughout week four, uh, not just the waiver wire, not just the hot and colds as we do, um, <clears throat> as we normally do, but um, probably need to, each, in each one of those episodes, just kind of give a status of who's in, who's out, what's going on with COVID, um, and then heaven forbid there's any more injuries, which, you know, who knows with this season, with the back-to-backs and everything, there might be more. Um, as I was excited about the season, I'm now a little bit less excited. Uh, 2021, not looking to be as uh, good as advertised, um, but I'm not sure it was advertised to be good in the first place. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything else to plug? Uh, no, man, that's it. All right. Uh, that's it for us, guys. If you like the show, please rate, review us, follow us on Twitter, or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes where you can get our in-depth box scores. I hope last week you liked the uh the the exclusive patreon box score uh podcast we wanted to do something a little bit different last week wanted to give you insight on what is the exclusive content going on on the patreon if you liked that episode go to patreon.com slash watching the box subscribe you will get access to those premium um exclusive in-depth box score reviews um other than that go to hashtag basketball.com Thrive Fantasy, use that promo code WTB, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe.